Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Cool. Neat story. I want to shake his hand. 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 Family. Let's get to pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250 and 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Man, we got a ton of stuff up on our social media sites. A lot of coverage from ECU Pro Day from Tuesday. We have our post game from ECU NC State from Tuesday as well. A lot of stuff from ECU football practice, spring practice from the weekend. So we got you covered on all accounts on our social media sites, including Facebook and YouTube. And you can watch our shows on those platforms also chime in with your comments do we really have nine what is what's waiting for me today all right let's check it out real quick clipper these are all steve hill by the way burgly a burgly a burgly a burgly two little butt cheeks it's two little butt cheeks. Swinging dingers. Swinging dingers? Local politics, bud. There's local politics, bud. Rick Flair. Woo. Rick Flair. Woo. Um, I hate cocky clip. Mmm. Don't have that one ready to go. In the men section. <laughs> don't have that one, do we? And um, Steve says, greetings to Chip, Sherry, Chad, Honeydew, JC, and the Big Frog. All right, so thank you, Steve. Steve is in rare form today. <laughs> He's very excited for a Wednesday edition of Fire Radio Live. He's got the Tourette's over there. All right, let's uh, talk about what we got coming up on today's program. At 325, Igloo, a.k.a. Igloo, a.k.a. Igor, a.k.a. our guy Stephen Igo. Well, join us, man. We got a lot to talk about. I want to know who's going to play for ECU basketball next year. As by the way, good news. As of this minute, none of my favorite players have transferred from East Carolina, so that's a good thing. Monday, Tristan Newton. Tuesday, Brandon Suggs. As of this moment, we have not had any transfers. That could change before the end of the show. We'll see. The door is going out. Who's coming in? That's what I want to know. Who's Michael Schwartz going after? We'll talk some Pirate basketball, some Pirate football, and get Igo's take on ECU baseball as they drop another one last night. We'll get to that in a moment against NC State. We'll talk a lot of baseball in Hour 2 with Scott Rogers. Scooter will join us, play-by-play voice of the Pirates. He is on to Cincinnati as he'll be hitting the road with the Pirates uh, coming up for their conference opening series this weekend. We'll talk to um, Scooter. We- Pardon me? All right. Maybe I'm, I think I'm just hearing things. Uh, Patrick Mason joins us in the 4 o'clock hour from the Daily Reflector. We'll talk pirate football, hoops, and baseball with him as well. 
as uh, he's got a lot to cover right now on the page of the daily reflector and then we'll get to pumping coming up in the five o'clock hour with bryce williams we got a lot of football to talk about with bryce we got a shane calhoun interview from this weekend at ecu spring practice that we have not played yet so we'll talk a little tight ends we'll recap pro day with bryce get his thoughts on uh his memories and uh what went down when he was going through pro day and talk about that also uh a lot of nascar talk i was talking more with troy d about it off the air and we'll get dustin line back on the show soon uh working with what is it rfk racing roush fenway mike 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 check thank you hey there's cj roush fenway keselowski correct and uh dustin's with those guys new team right cj so um uh dustin was out there yesterday saying hey guys if football don't work out there's a career path for you in nascar so that's very interesting we'll talk to dustin about that on the show coming up but how about bryce he's a big fella he can lift some weights right he can lift some tires uh chandler honeycutt's here i've not introduced him so he has not spoken chandler how you doing what's up clipper great guest control right there that was good stuff chandler not speaking until spoken to so i appreciate that i learned from the best robert wants us to get scooter to say hello hello does he say hello like our old friend Corey glore who was it agnos or giles one of them called Corey glore a traitor uh, earlier this week which i really enjoyed all the Corey glore bashing i am into sign me Lotter up giles maybe it was it was one of the two but i don't yeah maybe it was Ryder. um so we got that coming up and we'll have a giveaway coming up and a lot of discussion coming up on the show if you want to chime in about a topic you can do so on facebook live on twitter on youtube and uh, we'll talk about it there also uh let's see we got a rundown to get to and unfortunately we have a ecu baseball loss to discuss the pirates fall to the pack last night the pack gary pack get it done in clark leclerc stadium last night the pack wearing their red pajamas knocking off uh ecu last night at home two nothing pirate bats couldn't get get going if you would have told me yesterday at this time before the game that east carolina would allow just two runs to nc state i would have said all right i'll take that w uh i thought state would score more i thought we would score more than two uh but the pirates were shut out last night did you go to the game chandler uh yeah briefly i got there about the sixth inning maybe the seventh inning so i didn't get to see much of the game uh in person but uh i was out there there was a good crowd uh from pirate fans and there was you know a good crowd of uh pack fans too but uh a great crowd on hand for a uh, for a game that actually got the time change a day earlier it was originally supposed to be 6 30 it was moved to 4 30 uh a lot of people thought that might affect the crowd and it i don't i don't think it did it was a great crowd on hand at clark leclerc stadium unfortunately that crowd uh saw ecu lost cj mayhew tough luck loser in this one he did give up a run but when you give up one run in three innings strike out four uh, you you give your team a chance to win that game absolutely and uh he picks up the loss danny beal allowed a run and then trey savage came in and how about carter spivey uh he he deserved better only four arms used yesterday yeah so uh you'll take that if you're east carolina and they pitched very well east carolina uh as the team did give up eight hits but boy for spivey to go four and two thirds two hits uh striking out four did not allow a run very impressive performance 
by Carter Spivey. The Pirate Bats just were cold. Three hits on the night, and they were by your one, two, three hitters. Worrell, Hoover, and Moylan, one hit apiece. Yikes, that can't happen, especially against a program like NC State, a very talented group they have. And uh, Yeah, great job by the pitching staff yesterday. And Carter Spivey, that's the second time this year that he's gone uh, a little longer than we expected him to. The last time he did it, he had seven strikeouts in his outing, uh, and another great outing there yesterday from Carter Spivey. Also, good to see your Savage back on the hump again. And then, of course, my guy, uh, Dylan Danny Bill, uh, and, of course, C.J. Mayhew, uh, unfortunately getting the loss, his first loss of the year. He was 2-0. and Now he falls to 2-1 and on the season. But uh, pitching looks great, but you got to get the bats cranked up if you want to win against a program like the Wolfpack. The Pirates are on to Cincinnati after the lost last night to begin conference play and really this could be a, a shot in the arm if you go out win that series maybe go out sweep that series now the focus has to be let, let's dominate the american let's win the american let's win the irregular season put ourselves in a, a good opportunity to go into the american tournament and win that and get back to postseason baseball because uh, right now 14 and 12 overall not where ecu thought they'd be Heading in to conference play. It's on it's on Cincinnati. On the Cincinnati. We're on the Cincinnati. It's a new season and you know, those players that we talked to on Monday and the rest of the players on the program would agree that it's a new season it's a new vision uh, that they're looking at right now so uh, and it starts on friday in cincinnati uh usually i feel like we usually start the the conference uh, at home maybe i'm wrong but uh, this year they'll be starting on the road at cincinnati trying to get off <clears throat> to a good start in conference play all right more baseball talk on the way with igo scooter and p mace later on in the show does anyone else call him p mace or is that just what you call him i just called him that right now i like it i yeah. like p mace we were talking about the other day off the air how we call, <laughs> we call people what we call them like their yesterday at um at pro day we're walking around uh eric gullickson from channel seven yeah and, and we're just calling him gully like it's his name what's up gully um you got garrett now i think his handle on twitter does say gully in there so okay. maybe maybe he is you know maybe he receives a lot of gullies but we're just big like nickname callers. we're just handing out nicknames to people that might not even want a nickname gully washer what's up pal <laughs> good to washer. see you man what's up oh my god it's gully washer i haven't seen you in a while man and then you got people like uh some people give themselves nicknames like content junkie shaver it was a joke that i never said again and you guys just started calling me that oh sure that yeah like you didn't want that to happen yeah no i'd never junkie the content junkie himself but isn't that fun to say junkie what? is content junkie junkie is fun to say all right let's uh let's move along and how about this story today eric church what about a story i i know the name Give me a song by Eric Church. He played, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, there's one, he. I think there's one that he says uh, Bruce Springsteen. I think it's yeah. one of them. That's the um, name of a, a musician, Charlie. Yeah, but he has a song called <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. Oh, no, spring, it's called Springsteen. It's, yeah. not, it's not Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> the name of the song is Springsteen. But is it about Bruce Springsteen? I don't think so. No. I know a man named Bruce. <laughs> no. His last name's Springsteen. It's a song about a girl. About a turnpike. Yeah, stop me if you've heard this one. It's a country song about a girl. Ah, okay. Guys like me, how about you? Two pink lines. Nope. Talladega. Nope. 
Talladega. Talladega. Yeah. He played at uh, my freshman year here at East Carolina. He actually played a stadium tour at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Was it before the uh, football season started? Was yes. it part of that? Yeah, it was like right there near football season. Like football season was like a month away. Uh, I want to oh, say. Oh, yeah, drink in my hand. That's the one that I'm going to All right. What a drink in my hand. So I am aware of the existence of Eric Church. I am not aware of his music or his songs. I am not in the church choir. You're not missing out. Which he called, which that is the name of his fan club, the it church is? choir. That, according to this article I'm reading out of the New York Post. That's weird. Yeah, the church choir. North Carolina native, by the way. North Carolina native, App State grad. I read that somewhere. But yeah. a From, he does have fan. a He does born have a song in, called Carolina. Born in Granite <laughs> Falls, North Carolina. Who doesn't have a song called Carolina? Like, yeah, who does it? Probably Eminem. Lenny Kravitz. Okay. Eminem's a good answer. <laughs> we just named the only two <laughs> that don't. Lenny Kravitz and Eminem. But you got Feels Like Carolina. Yeah. And you got Gone oh. Carolina in my mind. And you got Carolina Girls. Carolina Girls. Look, Best I just named world. three right there, and I'm going to stop. I couldn't name more. Kevin Kozar, uh drink a little drink, smoke a little smoke. I oh, like that song. Good one. Uh, okay. That doesn't have Carolina in it. <laughs> Good point, Shirley. Thank We're you. We're off topic. Uh, Eric Church will be, was supposed to be singing, performing at a concert this weekend. He was going to perform at the AT&T Center as part of his The Gather Again Tour. Uh, this would be on the same night, Saturday night, of the Final Four. So Eric Church... This makes me like Eric Church. I got to be honest. The sports fan in me respects this move. I don't blame him one bit. He is going to cancel his concert so he can go to the Final Four. Genius. Now, if I was part of the church choir, now you probably get refunded on your ticket. I would say you'd be bummed out. Money back. But what if you were traveling to go see this and you already spent money on your hotel, your accommodations, your travel plans? There's a good chance you can't get that back. Your time off work. Yeah, you're. You know, you've already paid your sitter. You've. If you prepaid your babysitter, <laughs> then that's your problem. I'm a big. <laughs> that is your problem. <laughs> what are you, Eric Church's lawyer? <laughs> um, Eric Church has said he is going to go Carolina to. Yeah, relax. Go to Calm the- down. <laughs> he says... Carolina in my mind. He says, this is the most selfish thing I've asked the choir to do, to give up your Saturday night plans with us so I have a moment with my family and sports community. He said, defending the cancellation. However, it's that same type of passion felt by the people who fill the seats at our concerts that makes us want to be at a part of a crowd at a game of this significance. Do you think the church choir cares about his little basketball game? No. (laughs) They don't. But again, as a sports guy, if I had the money and if I had the ability to do whatever the hell I wanted to do, I would would leave this show to go see a football game and say y'all are on your own. You know why? Because we're all selfish. Every one of us looks out for ourselves and not for our fellow man, for our church choir, for our friends, frenemies. We all look out for number one. Yeah. And Eric Church is looking out for number one in I this case. It. I'd be on the way to WrestleMania right now. You would be on the way to WrestleMania. Who's going to fill in for CJ and all the stuff he does around here? That's not your problem. 
right correct because you're on the way to wrestlemania that's right some for somebody else to figure out chandler you would go to well you go places during football season anyway so this is nothing new to you by the way i'm the only one not leaving here in the next few weeks should we mention that yeah why not you've already brought it up (laughs) (laughs) shirley's gone cj's gone chandler's leaving i'm the only one around here that actually works you guys can follow me on twitter for richmond raceway coverage on sunday and you know why i work because i'm broke and i have to work (laughs) if i was like eric church if i would have stuck down my music career like i was in high school when i was the lead singer of the band the lads then maybe I'd be in a different position in life right now. Well, do you know why I take this much vacation? <laughs> why is that? Because I get this much vacation. Rack them, Jim Rogue. Rack them. Uh, Susan Dean says, I would say hashtag fire Eric Church. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I guess will there be like a make good concert or whatever? Uh, let's see. One disappointed fan said, I've made numerous out-of-town trips to see him. Mixed feelings. I appreciate his passion for his team, but not going to lie, I'm pretty mad. Dude didn't even reschedule. Just canceled it. So there was angry fan one. Eric Church cancels the San Antonio gig for a basketball game. We're supposed to be cool with it. One fan wrote on Twitter, get a DVR and go Duke. So now, I feel like you're reading Boneyard Banner. <laughs> a Boneyard Banner thread. It's like a Boneyard Banner for Eric Church. Eric Church. For the church fat. choir. The church choir. Yeah. The church choir banter. So uh, he will be in the final four. I mean, again, the sports fan in me totally gets this. Uh, Kevin says, amen, Cliff. Us poor folk have to work. That's right. We can't just get up and go see washington play in the nfc championship game the main reason i can't go to that is because they're never there and they have the longest drought of uh the nfc going to a championship game tied with the lines so eric church uh, what do y'all think about it good move i think it's not a very good move professionally but then again he doesn't give a f yeah he's he's got all the like he's got money he doesn't care and I, i know that sounds bad but like i'm just thinking about myself if i was in his shoes and ecu was in the final four yeah, you would like, drop, folks, drop everything. Look, I'm going to the Final Four. It doesn't look good. He can't watch the game up there singing with the yeah, fans. It doesn't look good, especially for the people who are going, but I would do it too. What would so. be cool is, you know, usually at those concerts, they have like a Jumbotron or a big screen behind them or something. Yeah. yeah. If he had the game on. That's originally what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. I just cancel it all But, boy, that would be a bummer if your team is down 10 with five minutes to go. And you're up and there singing, Carolina. <laughs> That would be well, that, would, that would be cool if you well no it wouldn't be cool if you were singing Carolina and they're and Carolina's down ten. Redbeard says this church fella sounds like a piece of bleep and being a Carolina fan confirms this. Well, I mean, all right. No. So again, very selfish move that I totally understand as a sports guy. I mean, this is also like one of the most important games in Carolina's history too if you have a chance to beat Coach K two times in a row on the way out true but you could yeah but you have you're are you obligated to your fans to do a job well, that you said you were going to do that they paid a lot of money for you probably are yeah, yeah. but uh, why does he care he doesn't he doesn't care about the church choir he doesn't care about you he cares about Armando Baycott that makes one of us <laughs> And the Tar Heels. We'll talk more about that coming up Thursday on the show with David Glenn. We'll get his thoughts on this. Um, uh, Some other news. C.J. Schaefer will be hosting 
sports trivia next week. Breaking next news. That's some breaking news. news. I don't know who this guy is. Do you know this guy named Travis that commented on Twitter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what I hate. I hate this when people say, might have to come out and, and be the winner next week. Clip, how could you not know the uh, 2013 to 2017 quarterback of the Havelock Rams? <laughs> is that why he has so much confidence? Yeah, probably. Because he's led the Havelock Rams to so many victories. He thinks he can just come out and dominate <laughs> sports trivia. He's a born winner, Clip. Tell him to bring his quarterback and ass out there next Wednesday. <laughs> hey, he's on my turf now. He's on my field. This ain't no Havelock Rams. We're going to lock the gates and throw away the key. <laughs> You're in my playground now, We're buddy. We're going to lock the AJ doors and throw away the key. All right. So, uh, one more thing I want to hit on before we bring in Igo. Uh, the Hornets have six games left in the regular season, Chandler. They play tonight against the New York Knicks. Uh, Buccaneer Music Hall School Board presented by the Bucks. The Buck. So, I did some reading because people are lazy, and the only way you can figure something out is to. Do your research. Grab your encyclopedias. <laughs> get you got to do your own research. I did my own research. Call me Aaron Rodgers. I do my own research. Okay, I did my research on the play-in tournament that it appears that no one knows about and the, know how, knows how how it works. Uh, the Hornets will be in this uh, play-in tournament. So seven plays eight, nine plays ten. And the winner of the seven eight game will will get the seven seed in the in the playoffs. The loser of the seven eight game will play the winner of the will host the winner of the nine ten game. So I don't like it as much as I did because we're one game behind the Nets. We need to get in that seven eight spot, Chandler. Because it would get, like we could lose a game and still host a game for the right to be the eighth seed in the playoffs. So that all right, we were in the we were in that ninth spot last year because we lost to we were in the, the tenth spot because we were on the road. That's right. So we we lost to the Pacers and we're done. Yep, we one and done. That, we can get in that seven or eight spot. You get two two games. You get two games or and you, a home game. And if least. you lose that game, you host you host game. a team. We got to get in that nine spot. So these games are crucial now. You mean the eighth spot? Ah, that's exactly what I meant, and I said the wrong number. There's a lot of numbers. You out said there, the spot that we're in right now. Think about not. this. Think about how many numbers are out there for me to say, and I was only one number off. That's not that bad when you think about it. One number least, away. Yeah. There's at least six of them. I, I mean, I, I think there's more than that. I think there's probably more than that. So what we need to do, we need to get in that eight spot and take on the Cavs try to win that one but if we don't we'd get to host the game the problem is the freaking brooklyn nets have farted around all year mm. and they're going to be in that playing tournament and we're going to have to see them one way or the other probably yeah. but let's hope it's in that seven or eight spot best case scenario chandler we're eight we play the Cavs, we win it and we're in as the seven seed then we got to face the Greek freak. <laughs> None of this looks good in the long term. I just want to get there in the short term. Your best, your best chance right now would be to play the Celtics. The I'm Celtics. thinking, or I know the Heat are good, they are. but I don't want to play the Bucks or the Sixers in the first round. Now I'm saying, yeah. The, so the Celtics are surging, but just lost Robert Williams for the first round and possibly the second round too. So that takes away. I know. You guys' concern with the Hornets has typically been big men, and yeah. he's he's the most important defensive piece on the Celtics. So, 
hurts my heart, but that would be a good matchup for you guys. All right, so there is your uh, format for the play-in tournament. And it starts tonight. Let's end the uh, end of the regular season on a high note, starting tonight against the Knicks at 7 o'clock on the road in the most famous arena of all time, Madison Square Garden. The Mecca. Six games left uh, for the Hornets in the regular season. Also, the, 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 the calendar, when it turns to April, man, it's, it's fast and furious. You got MLB opening day next Thursday. Masters next Thursday. Wow. Uh, the play-in tournament begins the following Tuesday. So, like, yeah, we're going to miss March Madness, but there's still there's a lot coming up uh, in the sports world, including, of course, we're following ECU baseball. we got a spring game coming up for ECU football. So, uh, while it looks like we're kind of sad that the, the madness is coming to an end, still a lot to, uh, to talk about in the sports world. And... Uh, for Eric Church, he's he's not going to be singing for a while. He's got a lot of sports to watch. So if you he's a golf guy, if you got a, a, a ticket to one of his upcoming concerts, you are crap out of luck because he, he he ain't concerned about you. He 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 did you, you rap there. He, 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 he don't care about you. All right, Steve and I go waiting in the wings. We'll take a birthday boy yesterday. His birthday has come. His birthday is gone, and he is gone. And now he's gone. We will uh, maybe talk to Igo when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Got a giveaway for you coming up in hour number three. NFL standings the last ten years. I'll run down our uh, our teams the last ten years and see how they've done when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Rock on Wednesday nights. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, back with you here. Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Birthday boy Steve and I go hanging out. 30 years old. What's up, Steve? Big 30. It sucks that uh, everybody just assumed you've been 30 for yeah. like 10 years. Glenn cause... thinks I've been 32 for the last eight years. Yeah, he could not believe it yesterday at Pro Day. He was like, you lying. You got a little facial hair going. I mean, I just, I've had it going for a while. It's hard to see. It's very blonde, yeah, so it's... you can't notice it. Uh, sports trivia, indeed. Tonight, 8 o'clock, AJ Murphy. CJ Schaefer will be hosting next Wednesday, uh, his first time. I go, you going to show out? Am I going to show out? I might show up. I don't know if I'll show out, though. <laughs> Wrong answer. We yeah. need confidence. I need... Uh, if he shows up, he's going to show out. There you go. He's got to show right. up first. I oh. I would say right now there's a... Uh, you know, softball. You don't know. No, no. This is, this is why it doesn't look good for me. I'll be frank and up front with you guys. I don't want to mislead you. Uh, softball season starts next week, and we got games on Monday and Tuesday. So you're out of the house. I understand that. Yeah, it's going to be difficult to pull off three nights in a row. Yeah. But 
maybe I can pull something off because uh, <clears throat> the games start basically after Slater goes to sleep anyway. So, all right. Speaking of we'll Slater, see. real quick, everybody yep. tries to take pictures of their kids looking cool. Your kid's cool. And I told you all guys. He's and he's been talking for months now. Yeah, where like I put Lily in a, a Sean little Sean Taylor jersey. Like, oh man, my kid's cool. I had some Sacconis and I got her some pink ones, and we both had Sacconis and we looked cool. But like Slater yesterday, <laughs> that picture, it was it wasn't like the sunglasses were cool. He's got the the Red Sox hat on, but the face he's making. It's all about the lips. That's a cool cool kid. I got. And all I could think about was all those. Um, vulgar text that slater has sent me in the past well he, he doesn't mess around that's basically <laughs> his face and that was his face the entire game he was pretty unimpressed by ecu's efforts uh, i get it and i mean uh, cliff godwin apologized to him he didn't smile the entire game i think he was very upset with what he saw <laughs> cliff godwin did apologize yeah he, he did like, i'm sorry slater i got that's exactly but what how was it being a spectator yesterday you it were was, able to watch uh, it with erica and yeah, slater it was good it was good it was and honestly, Slater was great. He didn't whine for he was there for two hours. I mean, from four thirty to six thirty, his bedtime is is typically seven, unless you know he's staying up to watch the ECU basketball games with me. Um, but uh, so uh, Erica took him home, and I stayed with my dad to watch the end. By the way, those last three innings lasted like fifteen minutes. I mean, it flew by. But uh, the spectatorship was good. I tell you what, impressed by the uh, chicken tenders and fries, by oh. Airmark concession. Interesting. I went in with low expectations. And quite frankly, I was blown away. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Quality barbecue sauce, crisp fries, tender nuggets. Yeah. Good. <laughs> well, I tell you what, that is a better review of the concession stand than it was during football season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's great to hear. All right. Before I forget, I pulled this up. Uh, NFL standings for the last 10 years. Let's go around the horn. And the uh, the best team, no surprise, the stable organization that is, the Pittsburgh Steelers, although they are beginning life without Ben Rossenbagger. The Steelers, 99-60 and 60 over the last 10 years. They also have two ties. By far the best team amongst this room. No surprise there. Right? Oh, this room? Are we going... Yeah, this room and that room. So... Were the Steelers the best in the entire NFL or just this room? Uh, they were right? the third, four, around the fifth best. So the best, uh, Patriots. Patriots 115. You want to try to guess them? Um, Name the uh, the three other teams ahead of the Steelers in wins. Packers. Packers 103. And then I got two with 105. Ten Ravens. One that has been down that might surprise you. Ravens had 93 wins over the last 10 years. One's in your division, I go. Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs is 105. The other one, Seahawks, have been down, but 105 wins for yep. the Seahawks. Not many in the last two to three years. Um, I go, your Broncos have a winning record, 89 and 72. Thanks, Peyton. A lot of good. What, what were they those years, like 13 and 3? Yeah, I mean, they were 12, 12 and 4, four minimum. Yeah. Basically all those years. How about, uh, let's see, <laughs> the Panthers. And, you know, he's been gone for, what, two or three seasons now, but that is such a Ron Rivera overall record right there in the last 10 years. 80, 80, and 1. <laughs> you is, had the most mediocre team in the league. 50, 50, that is baby. classic Panthers. Although it – and I guess they're mediocre, but they have, like, a lot of ups and a lot of downs. You know what I'm saying? Well, there was that 
huge stat for years where they couldn't have back-to-back winning seasons. It was just constant, like, good year, bad year. Good have year, they ever year. had a back-to-back winning seasons? No. I think that still stands. They had yeah. back-to-back playoffs, but that was because they won seven games. We were 7-9-1 when we went to the playoffs in 2014. Shirley's Dolphins, 76-85. and 85 And the Washington Commanders, 65-95. and 95. Where is anybody worse than them? Uh, the Giants in the division are worse. 61. The Jets, the Browns, the Raiders have the same amount of wins. And then there's one team uh, below everybody, and that is the Jaguars. 42 and 119. Good gracious. It's a rough decade. That includes a year. They went to the playoffs. They went to the division that year. They were like really good that one year. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they have been down, down. All right. I go. A lot to talk about. I want to talk basketball. We know Tristan Newton's out. Brandon Suggs is out. Rough day for me yesterday. Got got through it. Who's coming in? Who's uh, who's being looked at in the portal right now? Do you have any information on that, Stephen? I go in the portal. No, we have not seen any names tied to ECU now. Something I've noticed just looking at the recruiting ranking or uh, ranks as far as looking on social media. You know, anytime a high school kid or a JUCO kid is getting contacted these days, that information is more readily available because it's not happening as much as in the transfer portal. So we know that ECU has offered a, a JUCO kid. Um, I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not even going to try. He's got like four names. Um, but kind of a wing who can shoot it, play defense. He's got two years of eligibility remaining. There's Where is a, he from? He attends uh, – or he was at a junior college. Uh-huh. He's originally, I think, from Europe. So he's kind of a foreign guy. Is he French? It might be. Uh, I, I'm, I, you know what? I, I'm going to dedicate myself to getting more into basketball recruiting. Check out the basketball recruiting thread. Yeah. There's like three or four guys that we've kind of – basically hunted down through social media here's who ecu's targeting kind of looking at twitter follows and and tweets and all that stuff um we do know mike schwartz was in chicago he was speaking to a uh, a point guard the other day who's kind of under the radar who might be visiting down the line and so I, I just get the vibe that he's out recruiting a lot of different people trying to figure out who who can we maybe find under the radar <clears throat> what are our needs what's our roster going to look like because even with Tristan Newton and Brandon Suggs moving on, and I've, I've, I've pretty much confirmed Tremont Robinson White will not be back, um, that's still – you don't have a ton of room as it stands now. Now, I still expect more guys to to leave at some point. Huh. But – All right, let's, let's do Igo's percentages, and don't BS me. Give it to me real. Don't give me no Tristan I mean, Newton 50-50 crap. Brandon Johnson. His, I don't know. You're feeling. Brandon Johnson. What do you feel, Igo? Because I'm feeling you were expecting what? I would expect the lower players on the roster who have a chance to contribute to stay unless they're asked to leave. So I would say good chance he returns. Well, who else is a a higher player on the roster that's left? Luigi. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Luigi DeBoe, what is he going to do? He's got a year of eligibility left. I don't know. I just started RJ with Brandon Felt? Johnson. What's RJ I was going to get to him. I started with Brandon Johnson because my sources, I got sources too, Your I sources. go. You're not the only one here with sources. Source guy. Source your, boy. With your iced coffee that don't even have no ice. Thank you for that. You stupid. <laughs> Last week, I go had the loudest ice in you know, America. I'm come in here with just a bucket of ice <laughs> next week. Just slosh it around. <laughs> I'm hearing Brandon Johnson will be back. That's good. <laughs> okay, I, he has sources. That. 
I, I don't know. I mean, I would expect, as I get a text message, I would expect. Uh, What's it say? Who's it from? It's about WrestleMania. Um, <laughs> is it from CJ? It is not from CJ. It's from my brother. It's about a Jim Cornette uh, podcast where he. Did he spoil something? No, he just he just rags on WWE. Is Cody Rhodes showing up at WrestleMania? What is? Your, I need percentages. This is the percentage. Against Seth segment. Rollins. Yeah. Percentage segment. That's the rumor, right? I'm going yes. I'm going 75-25 to towards yes. To that he's there. Okay. Yes. Uh, Brandon Johnson. I go. I'm saying eighty-five to fifteen. He's back. I mean, I would say like Brandon Johnson, R.J. Felton. R.J. Felton is the next one I want. Like to do. Alexis Reyes. Those guys. Where else are they going to go? You know, they could go anywhere. I hear what you're saying. They're no, not like sought is, after. Yeah, they're if they enter the portal, they're going to end up at like, you know. I had this discussion Eastern off Michigan air that that wherever. just because you enter doesn't mean you exit. Well, look at Brandon Suggs. Have y'all seen the list of teams interested in him? No, no. We it's, we went off the list of uh, Tristan Newton yesterday. It's about the complete opposite. It's like yeah. South Florida is the biggest team that has gone after him. Like Sienna, like a bunch of small. Basically, if he if he you know Bonnie's. No bonnies. He would be transferring down at this point based upon the uh, the initial list. Now, more teams may get involved, but... He just wants to change the scenery or whatever? I, I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is we don't know what these conversations are like. Is Mike Schwartz saying, hey, I like your game. I would like you to come back. Or is he saying, look, I mean, right. we're going to do things this way. If you don't want to be a part of this, you better, you're better off leaving. I mean, that's something that, you know, as a reporter, we're still gathering sources on staff and all that sort of stuff. So we don't have that information. And I don't know one way or the other. I highly doubt he kind of gave an ultimatum to guys like Newton and Suggs. Oh, no, I, I would be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Especially Newton. Like, uh, you know, Newton is a, I mean, he's a guy you can build your program around. Look at the teams after him. I mean, he would be crazy to give Tristan Newton an ultimatum. Now, anybody right. else on the roster, I mean, we still have to remember, you know, Brandon Suggs definitely a quality player, a key piece. Uh, but. <laughs> Be careful but, with what you're about to say. But, like, even if this roster gets blown up, it's not like this was some great team. I agree with that. I mean, they were 185 in the net. I agree with they that. They were almost among the, the you know the 200 worst teams in the country. That so. doesn't mean I wanted to be blown up, but I mean, you're I right. But it, now that Tristan Newton's gone, it's like, I mean, yeah, you can progress some of the younger guys on the roster. I still think there's some uh, development to be had there, but I'm more interested in who he's going to bring in to kind of fit his philosophy. There's no point in bringing back 13 players from a, a team that – you know, had one quality win all season, and I, I don't like prefer the way it is now, but I'm still going to watch college basketball and be a fan and cover it and go to ECU games. So, for that reason, I'm going to keep up with the times and realize that this is what it is now, and that it's year to year, and that East Carolina could pluck a few guys and have a good team on the court. We're not going to know who they are at the beginning of the year, but we'll learn their names as the year goes along, and we'll root for them and everything. This is how it is now. There's a lot of people that are against it and refuse the change, and I get that. If you don't like it, then don't stick with it. But if you're going to follow college basketball, this is the new norm. This is how it's going to be. I think Joe Dilley had just kind of figured it out going into his last year. He returned like the main five or six guys. He picked up three or four guys in the portal. Brought in a Jackson, brought in a yeah, Frank. I think he recruited a little too many freshmen, but I feel like if you can retain kind of that solid five to six guys, and granted he lost Jaden Gardner, but I think, you know, that was just whatever. It's going to happen. If you can retain the majority of your key guys and then continue to add on top of that, I think that's the key. You know, it's you can't, you know, this is Mike Schwartz's first year, so we'll see how it pans out. 
you know, if he brings in a whole new roster, that's fine, but he can't do that every year. You know, at some point, you got to have some stability. Dooley finally had that, and I think we saw some more wins because of that. But they also missed on some guys earlier in his tenure, and certain guys didn't progress. I'm interested to see what happens with Winston Tabs. Yeah. With Alonzo Frank, two guys who came in as transfers, do they stick around? Does Alonzo? Oh, I just forgot he had eligibility. Yeah, just Frank. You know, I think Frank's got at least one more year, maybe two. You know, is he willing to work into more of a defensive player? Um, you know, continue to get in a little bit better shape, and then his Tabs. You know, how does he fit Mike's work system? So because Frank, they would at times sub him out, go offense for defense with yeah. Luigi. Yeah, so, so I mean, he a, was more of an offensive guy. Yeah. Um, and from what I've heard, I think Schwartz is going to really emphasize elite conditioning and defensive athleticism. So I don't know if you know where these guys, certain guys, fit into that mold. Like, Felton, I would, I would think R.J. Felton. Yeah, he seems like a guy that could thrive in this. Yeah, I would think so. If he develops an outside shot, he could be a key piece for East Carolina moving forward. I think. I don't know. We hadn't seen enough to say one way or the other, but I I think Reyes and Small could be yeah. contributors for an ECU team. And I think Brandon Johnson is a guy, too, that if he gets 10, 15 pounds more muscle, I think he's a, a guy who can definitely play in this league. So, I mean, it's not like you're starting completely over from scratch, I don't think, if Schwartz wants to, um, you know, you're, retain you're pretty close to it. Yeah, I mean, you look at it. <laughs> Top three leading scores, right? And if, you, if Tremont's gone and um, – somebody else it would be your top five leading scorers that are gone so basically in terms of production you're starting from scratch but in terms of we actually have some young guys on the roster we can develop and then maybe we bring in juco older players whatever yeah. to kind of supplement it you know it's going to be a it's going to be a rebuilding year i think it has to be looked at that you know i know pirate fans are tired of hearing that but if you're going to start over with the new coach it's not mike schwartz's fault he's got to bring in his guys and bring in his system Steven Igo, Hoist the Colors, joining us. We'll take a timeout, come back, have one more segment with Igo. We'll bounce around some other ECU topics, football, baseball, maybe some more hoops as well. We'll be back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, Koyanea Christian Center in Greenville is having a free gas giveaway for college students coming up this Saturday from 8 a.m. until 10 p.m. And uh, the first 200 cars that show up at the uh, Walmart uh, Memorial Drive location, which is the Walmart Express right there at Regency and uh, Memorial, uh, the first 200 cars get free gas. It's for college students only. You have to have your student ID in order to be eligible for this giveaway. And once again, that's coming up this Saturday from 8 a.m. until 10 a.m. And the first 200 cars get free gas. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, welcome back into the show. Clip Rock, Steve and I go speaking of free gas. Chandler Honeycutt is here. <laughs> Whoops. Is that a real laugh? <laughs> It's like one of the oldest jokes known to mankind. You really got tickled. I go shaking his head Stop over there. Stop disrespecting me, bro. Well, I mean, I, yeah, never mind. Oh, by the way, I got uh, followed by someone on Twitter last night. Congrats. That's uh, 
There's only one way to describe this guy that I got followed by, Shirley. Could you do it real quick, please? You know, Rick DeBrew is a pretty rocked-up guy. That he is. He was uh, flexing in the mirror. I was like, I'm going to give this clip rock guy a call. He reminds me a lot of me with that right. rocked-up abs. <laughs> you know, Rick DeBrew is a pretty rocked-up guy. You are basically the same person. We DM each other about our routines. He, he followed you because he thought Let's you... Get the pumping. He followed you because he thought you were part of the ECU football program. You standing beside guys like... Uh, Sean Bailey yesterday. Brian North came Noah up yesterday, Henderson. and I was standing beside Justin Chase, Noah Bailey, those guys. Yeah. And he was like, "What are you trying to uh, fit in with your people, the offensive linemen here?" Thanks. I see Brian North like once a year. He comes up with a fat joke immediately. It's just the kind of guy he is. We'll talk to him Friday. Pro day yesterday, Stephen. Over under half a pirate gets drafted in the NFL draft. I'm going to say Jaquan McMillan in the seventh round, so I'll go over. He looked good yesterday, I thought. Now, I showed up after, apparently, he was struggling with a drill Chandler was there telling was me about. There was the L drill that you see in the combine on the NFL network that they do. He he slipped in his first two attempts, but that third attempt, uh, he looked really good doing it. But the scout told the players that if you stumble, don't, you know, you can start over, but just make sure you stop the drill because if you continue to do the drill, they'll have to take that time. So, uh, when he was, when he went and touched his right hand on the line, and every time he would go back, he was slipping. And the scout was telling him it, it was because he was taking kind of like a hop, uh, and he was slipping on that art, artificial turf. So, um, third time was the charm for Jaquan McMillan. Tell you what he can do. He's got some good hands in those drills. He was snagging every ball. I go, and I feel like he had a long conversation with that Chargers guy who was running the drill too afterwards. I just I, McMillan's going to get a shot. Definitely, I think you're right. I think he does get drafted. And even if he doesn't, he'll have a shot to make it because you know what he's going to have to do. And I asked somebody, he's going to have to play nickel cornerback. He's too small to play outside corner in the NFL. So he's going to have to guard slot guys like Tyler Sneed. I mean, honestly, him and Sneed need to be just working against each other because that's kind of the guy he's going to have to be guarding um, because that's the profile of those, all, all those five nine, five ten corners in the NFL. Chris Harris Jr. was an undrafted free agent. He made a living on it. Um, 25 years ago, there might not be a spot in the league for Jaquan McMillan. Those now, guys are base package. I mean, that yep. is, you're, you're playing with a nickel corner at all times essentially in today's NFL, especially if you're in a pass-happy division. So all it takes is either a low draft pick or an undrafted free agent run and then somebody to get hurt because typically you don't have a lot of depth at the nickel spot. I mean, it's hard to find guys who can cover quality people in that role. Um, So I I think there's definitely a role for him, a lot of it along, you know, as always with those types of guys, is finding the right situation and maybe catching a break and making the most of your opportunity. Now it's almost a specialty position that teams will pay for, like you mentioned Harris, but uh, Fuller for Washington, one of those guys, that that's his specialty. And he's looked at as kind of top of the line slot receiver. Tyler Sneed is what he is. I mean, and I'm definitely biased, but like, and it's easy for a receiver when nobody's covering him to run routes and catch the ball, but like, everything he does just looks elite. The problem is, there's not a lot of guys his size playing in the NFL. Yeah, I think he measured it at five, six and a half. So, I mean, he's, he's, he almost like look, he, he, I don't know if he's gotten bulkier, but he almost looks like a mini running back out there. Well, Holden mentioned it kind of like, not McCaffrey, but, that's a bit of a comparison. He looked thicker. Holden said right. he's gained some weight on Monday. Then we went out and saw him Tuesday, and it was noticeable. Like, he yeah. looked thicker. He definitely did. And so, 
you know, you, you obviously if he ends up playing at the next level, you got to be bigger to withstand kind of a pounding. But it's always going to be his ability to get open. I mean, no matter how tall or, or, or small you are, if you can get open consistently and you can catch the football, his main thing is going to be beating the press coverage. And that's probably why he got bigger because when you go against a Jaquan McMillan or you go against Aaron Robinson of UCF, who is a nickelback who was drafted by the Giants, who he kind of struggled with in 2020 when that guy was matched up with him in man coverage the whole game. Those are the types of guys he's going to have to beat at the next level to get a shot starting in practice if he gets a camp invite or something like that. Uh, just looking at the guys that were there yesterday, I was thinking of, okay, what position group really didn't lose a lot? And and we saw Zach Bird, but tight ends has a lot coming back. Were there any – we didn't have a lot of defensive linemen out there yesterday, right, I go So is that a group that's got almost uh, everybody coming back? The whole defensive line yeah. is back. So that is wow. a, a a huge positive. With multiple years of eligibility. <clears throat> we saw the – which what, yeah, we talked about it what is it now three four whatever years ago where they just loaded up on yeah, recruiting still have like seven i mean they're legitimately eight deep at interior defensive line that's not even counting the edge guys and then they've moved some of those people like they moved mckinney to tight end and they've moved um jason Shuford, who was a former defensive tackle to offensive line so they're moving some of those guys around mount uh mount everett's on mount everett line. is a center he's now, a right? center yep he's snapping the football um Linebacker, we saw Bruce and Aaron out there yesterday, but do you still feel confident about the linebacker position for ECU? Uh, I mean, I feel pretty good about it. I, I still would like to see more consistent play. Last year, I thought they were inconsistent at times. Um, they were probably the worst graded position via pro football focus overall. The good news is you're, you're moving Xavier Smith back to inside linebacker full-time. Miles Berry is back. He got better as last year went on. And you're waiting for two guys, Jacoby Simpson and Taylor Jackson, to kind of take the next step as backups. Now that they're the second in line and not third in line, it's time for them to to take a leap. And then they're also bringing in a uh, transfer for a visit this coming weekend, who's who was an all-conference guy at Georgia Southern. And at, at corner, Malik Fleming seems to have that confidence you need to be a oh, number one no corner. He is the most confident. And he's got some corner. skills to go with it. He's and that's good, a good yeah. thing. The number two corner, uh, a big question right now. And uh, and how about the rest of your secondary? I go a uh, safety position looking good coming back. Yeah. So Demel Hickman's kind of been the, uh, I guess the talk of camp at corner across from Fleming. He's kind of progressed the last few years. I think he's got a shot to start. Juwan Powell has moved to corner. He is uh, he's suffered an injury that will knock him out the rest of the spring. He'll be back in the summer. Um, so those are the two guys that look to start opposite McMillan or uh, Fleming, excuse me, to replace McMillan. And then at safety, I think Tegan Wilk is going to step into a full-time starting role. And then Julius Wood is another second-year JUCO guy who's come along, you know, showed some flashes last year. You also bring back Sean Dorso. Um, and Jaira Wilson can play some safety because you got Gerard Stringer and Demetrius Mooney at Sam now. So. Yeah, they got a lot of people. I mean, they got a lot of people. It's kind of just moving around, fitting those parts together. So, uh, overall, feeling pretty decent about Blake Harrell's defense, where we are right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, I think it, as long as you can get that other corner spot nailed down with somebody who's not too big of a step back from McMillan, I mean, I don't think there's any reason they can't be better. <clears throat> Final question, how about uh, instant ads right away, transfer portal uh, or otherwise, Steven? It sounds like receiver might be something they go after. Anything else, uh, offense or defense? 
Uh, well, I think receiver is the main goal. And then defensively, I think they'll continue to look to see if there's a like an obvious upgrade. If you can get a sure, surefire starter, maybe they go that route. Like the kid they're bringing in at linebacker this weekend, his name's Eldrick Robinson from Georgia Southern. He's got three years of eligibility left, so he would be not only a short-term addition but a long-term addition. Uh, but, yeah, the receiver spot, I think they'll add at least two. I really get the sense, based on the first few scrimmages or you know real practices they've had where they've gone full kind of game-like mode they're pretty confident what they have and they don't want like a lack of a receiver position to hold them back from having the year they're capable of having so i think they're going to go heavy to try and find those additions good stuff i go thanks for joining us hoistacolors.net man they're talking about everything over there uh great spot to check out if you are a pirate fan thanks yeah, check it out. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I used to ask you about this all the time. How's the podcast going? The podcast is going great. We've started our uh, we've started our um, our segments where we give members of the site an opportunity. Opportunity. Come on, opportunity. Oh, you've done one. And you have a good we've bunch. Done two. You've done two. Who's the next? Who was next? Uh, pirate backer. Oh yeah. Okay. And you got a you got a really good bunch. You got a we good. Did. Is he a, a former player? So he was a player at Appalachian State. Okay. And he made his way to East Carolina. He was a high school coach in the state of North Carolina. So he's another guy that, you know, kinda has some X's and O's background, so yeah. we'll introduce him. I like reading this stuff. So that's available now? That is available now. All right. I'll listen to it on my way uh home tonight. Yep. Shout out to the recruiting department over at ACU. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. Yeah, they're sending out some pretty cool graphics. They're doing a good job and they got an NCAA football twenty three cover with the uh, recruits name and Christian Williams picture on it. His edition of that right here. Oh, Shirley brought up something yesterday. We'll get to Scooter in a moment and let Scooter might be sleeping like Marvin Johnson. No, he's, he's like away. Marvin Johnson over there sleeping. I go. Um, Shirley saw something on Twitter that said I will be coming to East Carolina this Saturday, and the last name was Mooney, and then Demetrius Mooney like quote tweeted and said Bloodlines. Who's that guy? I don't know. Interesting. We know something he doesn't know. I'll check it out. <laughs> okay. All right. But I am saying that right, Shirley. Correct. I that. think there is a kid in the twenty-three class who is who I've seen his last name is Mooney, so maybe they are related. Okay. All right. Hey, well, look into that for us. There's a little scoop for you. There's a little. There's a little homework <laughs> you can do. Somebody uh, tweeted at me the other day, DM me, and said, "Hey, I got some scoop for you." And I said, cool, hit me with it. And they just sent me a picture of ice cream. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> Roasted. Gotcha. Got him. I want that guy on the show next week. That's the kind of stuff I like. All right. Thanks, Stephen. Take a time out. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live coming up next. Scooter, Scott Rogers joins us. We'll talk Pirate Baseball when we return after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. 
Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. Alrighty. Thank you, Charlie Rhodes. CJ Schaefer. Chandler Honeycutt. Clip Rock here. And our <laughs> guest is Scott Rogers, better known as Scooter. Looking at the softball schedule, Shirley, is today the Duke double dip? It yes, is. it is. As a matter of fact, they are playing right now. And, Keep uh, us up to date on that, will you? Well, I was going to mention it, but there's no score yet. Uh, zero zero is the score. Yeah. <laughs> they just got going, so uh, yeah, we'll they, keep you up to date. They have on that. a uh, double dip, so four and six thirty. It will be the second game. What would you call it, Chandler? Double hander. That's right, and <laughs> it is a uh, double hander going on at Max R Joiner Family Stadium. All right, Scooter joins us, coming off an ECU baseball loss to NC State where uh, runs were at a premium last night, Scooter. Uh, a lot of great pitching on both sides. There were. There was uh, great pitching, obviously, from NC State, able to shut out the Pirates. But also, that Pirate bullpen, you know, we've talked about it all season, has been pretty much dominant all year. And last night, another great example of that. It stinks because uh, it was not dominant on Sunday after maybe the best start of the year by a Pirate weekend starter. Uh, Josh Groves looked awesome. So just feels like right now, for the most part, the pitching's there. If uh, the bats could get heated up once conference play begins, we might start reeling off some wins here, hopefully. Yeah, and you know, you're starting to see some signs of that, I think. You know, Josh Moreland yep. is starting to get back in the swing of things, which is good because obviously everybody knows what Josh did last year. And if he's hot, you know, this team could be really good at the plate and they just got they just got to get a little bit of a groove and once they do this team's going to figure it out and coach Godwin has said that all season they're going to figure it out and uh just waiting on that to happen could happen this weekend at Cincinnati when are you guys uh heading on the road there we will be pulling out tomorrow about 7 a.m to head to RDU all right so uh bright and early and uh game one of that series coming up 6 30 on Friday it'll be four o'clock Saturday one o'clock uh on Sunday I think noon on Sunday, actually. Noon on Sunday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what am I looking Okay, I'm looking at... What am I looking at? Baseball 2022? We do... I believe we played Cincinnati twice. <laughs> That's what I was looking at. <laughs> All right, game one, 5 o'clock on Friday. Jeez. 4 o'clock Saturday. <laughs> noon on Sunday. I was super confused because not only did well, I, I saw one o'clock earlier, but I'm assuming that was the home series that we had with them. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, the home series later in the year. That was super confusing for a moment, but now I am back on track. All right, so uh, Pirates and Bearcats going out of this weekend. Uh, once again, yesterday, Scott, I don't know, state pitching too good. ECU at bats didn't go the way they wanted what did you see from uh, your vantage point yesterday i think a little bit of both uh obviously like we said pitching was very good both teams yesterday and the pirate pitching is what really kept them in that game uh it was good to see aiden edwards get some experience behind the plate for the pirates yesterday <clears throat> uh but you know like you said the pirate bash just they just having trouble getting a groove honestly uh just having some trouble building some momentum at the plate um, but like I said, once that happens and they start to figure this out, this offense is really going to be unstoppable, I think. So we were surprised when we saw Aiden Edwards in the lineup just because of all the ca- different catchers we've seen this year. I don't remember him getting a start. So were you surprised when you saw his name uh, in the starting lineup? I was. And I think Aiden had only caught maybe one inning all year coming into that game. But that was uh, that was definitely a surprise in the lineup yesterday. Was uh, I guess Cliff Godwin just trying to find the right formula here. We've seen... 
uh these catchers hit the ball we've also seen uncharacteristically scott the a lot of pass balls this year and we saw it yesterday and it's not the difficult play it's kind of the simple play that sometimes these catchers aren't making it's very strange yeah it is but uh you know something that they got to work on and obviously with coach godwin being a catcher austin knight being a former catcher as well there's plenty of catching experience on this coaching staff so that's obviously going to be something i think that's fixed very quickly and scooter you spent a lot of time out at uh, the greenville little league fields and seen that play where the ball hits the backstop and you run for home and most times you're going to be safe but uh we got a fortuitous bounce yesterday and we're able to get the state runner out at at, uh, between home and third yeah and you don't obviously see too many rundowns in college baseball so that was that was an interesting one for me to call because i was trying to spit it out so quickly what was happening but because the play was going so fast uh but yeah friendly bounce yesterday and if you take you know a couple plays away that could have been a one nothing game as well yesterday too uh but you know like going back to the pass balls you know like i said two catchers on staff uh, that's something I think that's going to get fixed pretty quickly. And we were wondering, I guess they gave that play in the left field to Hoover a hit? They did. Okay. As we were saying, it could have gone as an error just because it wasn't an easy play, but he had it in his glove. I thought it would be called an error, but they did give it a hit. So Yeah, I, I would have gone base hit. I mean, he's diving for a ball. Uh, basically, just with it being a tough play, I think is why they went and hit on that. And then they had the... Uh, the other hit cj gave up he gave up a double down the line runner gets the third on that pass ball and then they're able to score a run Mm -hmm. so uh yeah they look state had to kind of manufacture their runs yesterday it was not easy going uh for either side offensively yeah and i mean nc state obviously a really really good program yesterday was good for us to fairly keep tommy white (laughs) quiet yesterday him not hitting a 500 foot bomb like he did seemed like every single game at the start of the season but uh they were able to you know like you said they were able to manufacture some runs yesterday and uh Pirates just couldn't pull it out yesterday starting to go, go more offensive it looks like at least that's the thought with putting jacob starling into the lineup we've seen Ryder giles look amazing on the mound this year east carolina's most productive pitcher to this point most uh, consistent pitcher to this point but putting him at second putting agnos at short you're hoping to get a little more pop in the lineup no hit yesterday for Starling. He did get on with a walk, but he's looked uh, impressive at the plate so far this year. He has, and he battled a uh, leg injury in the offseason this year. I believe it happened back in summer ball last season, but he didn't start the season at 100% this year, and I think just slowly working him back into the lineup, but like you said, he's looked really good. Uh, a lot of the guys coming off the bench this year have looked good. Him, Cam Clonch is yeah. another one that has looked good. You had an outstanding weekend down at College of Charleston, and you know, there's just trying like you said trying to get some offense going and uh giving some other guys some chances as well have you had a chance to look around the league uh scooter and looked at who is ecu's biggest competition as far as the the top of the aac this year i still think it's gonna be tulane Mm -hmm. um i think ucf could also be a sneaker as well but uh it's on the aaron fit last week he said it was it it was pretty wide open like there are some teams better than others right but pretty wide open yeah i mean it's not like ecu was last year where you could tell there was going to be a dominant team in the league uh everybody's pretty close to having the same record almost really you know it's really separated maybe by a few wins here or there but it's going to be it's going to be a fun race but i think at the at the end of the year i think it's going to be either east carolina or tulane Want to take a stab at the rotation this weekend? I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
it could be uh one of a million options that cliff godwin goes with this uh, do we see Ryder giles start again on saturday i'm gonna say yes yeah. I'm say he's back and then jake hunter came into the game last saturday i was just expecting him to go on sunday he did not it was gross who pitched great for east carolina so i guess we'll see cooch friday let's say giles saturday and then does he go back they go back to gross on sunday yeah but that's too easy it's going to be something different right (laughs) and and, you know going back to josh gross you know i'd ask coach godwin about him and his pregame interview for the broadcast on sunday about trying to extend some of those outings and he said you know josh is is so good with his fastball that he can get the majority of teams out just with his fastball but once he starts doing that then starting to work in some of those off-speed pitches to help extend those outings and obviously that showed last sunday with his last longest outing of the year uh scooter are you a skyline chili guy i have never i've never been to ohio all right this will be your first uh trek there if you try it let me know give us a uh, full review what do you got cj skyline chili mid now i don't know what the lingo means for kids is that not good (laughs) it's not good (sighs) all right mid i'm thinking like middle of the road it's well it's very average but that's wait are you using uh marijuana terms what is that what that's from no we i I hope not we're not doing that on this show what are you talking about i don't know what i'm talking about mid what is mid you should have never used that word <laughs> well i didn't think all I this was gonna it, happen i know what it means but what does it we've mean got, we've got three enough. people in the conversation who knew what that meant <laughs> I, mean, I would say it means Look, average. patrick's over there laughing he knew what that meant too <laughs> all right so skyline chili is which I, I was to a comedy podcast that was described as like wet on wet on wet yes it's like wet noodles wet gross chili Ugh. and wet cheese Yes, that does that not sound appetizing. Now I'm a huge spaghetti ap- fan. I love spaghetti. Oh, I love spaghetti too. So, but it's not Mm-mm. okay. No, all right. No, not the same. Uh, try it and let us know. I will. And Corey Glora, Corey texted me the other day. He uh, he said it's going to be crawfest when we're down at Tulane. Oh, nice. So oh, I've never cool. had crawfish before, but I am looking forward to that. I have had crawfish. Can we get a hello? By the way, hello. <laughs> is that any better it's any, any close yeah hello the one oh <laughs> the one out yeah we'll uh, be seeing the glores soon uh when y'all make the trip to nolans all right scooter thanks for hanging out man have a good uh rest of your week and we'll talk to you again soon thank you clip you're on to cincinnati i'll uh, we'll take a time out when we return we'll talk more pirate baseball some pirate hoops and football as well with patrick mason from the daily reflector he'll join us next when we return on pirate radio live back with you on a wednesday after these words This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you, serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. You can order a family meal that feeds six to seven people, and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. 
Now let's uh, head back into PRL, and as we do, I have a quick Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update for you. As uh, ECU softball is taking on the 10th-ranked uh, Duke Blue Devils, currently Duke has a 3-0 lead in the bottom of the first inning. Clip. All right, all things Duke this time of year. Coach K's farewell. They're in the Final Four. Taking on North Carolina, and uh, apparently their softball team is good as, as well. No. 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 Please. No. Please. No. Please. No. Please, everyone be quiet. He uh, he upped the ante and told Paolo, is that how you say his name? Ben Caro? Ben Caro. He, to, said, he said, shut up. Shut up. No. <laughs> no. He's the GOAT. Shut up. <laughs> no. Shut up. Kay's a big shut up guy. Except, except to Troy, apparently. Him and Troy are uh, best buds. And uh, hey, Wait, so you're telling me he doesn't tell Troy to shut up? No, him and Troy are pals. Wow. Yeah, just ask Troy. We'll talk about it more Thursday, 5 o'clock, when uh, Troy joins us here. But Patrick Mason joins us now from the Daily Reflector. Patrick, thanks for hanging out. Absolutely. Wearing the Bears polo today. That's right. It's draft season. I need to find uh, that stat that I had pulled up, the NFL. The stat to consider. Thank you. The NFL team. What do you think the Bears' record is over the last ten years? So the Panthers were an even eighty and eighty. Five hundred. Commanders were thirty games under five hundred. Uh, CJ Steelers are like thirty games over. I'm thinking the Bears are pretty close to five hundred. Gotta imagine. be close. Yeah. I think they had that one decent year with Trubisky. They went to the playoffs. <laughs> that was like a twelve win season, but it hasn't been great. <laughs> that was when Trubisky won the MV- MVP award. Yeah, the, the Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon player. That's about the highlight of his career, right there. <laughs> uh, although. He's going to make some new highlights in Pittsburgh, right, CJ? <laughs> Good luck. Have to bring it up. Anytime Ever. we can talk about Trubisky joining the Steelers, we got to, but we got to discuss it. This is no, we don't actually. We don't. Uh, it is draft season. You have a quarterback. We do. I'm hoping he's decent. I, mean, I he know. Has, the, he I mean, the like jury's still the, out. Right. He looks like he has the tools, but you know, he had a pretty bad year last year. But so, that could have been Matt Nagy. <laughs> sorry, you guys lost Andy Dalton. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right that's okay <laughs> are you over that yeah you've gotten over it andy yeah, dalton one second you got the red somebody asked uh, i was listening to uh pick central yesterday and it was uh pft commenter and he was asked is Jameis and dalton the most hilarious one two quarterback punch in the league right now and pft is a washington fan like me he said heineke wentz is pretty hilarious as a one two Right, Darnold and Walker. Nah, Walker's not hilarious. Darnold's hilarious. That's, PJ is, Walker's yeah. not hilarious. He's just kind of a thing right now. Who's the Bears' backup? Do they have one? Uh, Nick Foles, but they're trying to unload him too. I Nick Foles the, is a great backup to have. I think they got Trevor Simeon, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I mean, it, they anyway, did. it's not that great. has uh, not potential great. to be hilarious. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> if, uh, if he's the QB, where's Nate Peterman? Whoever he's oh, with is the uh, is the hilarious one-two punch. <laughs> Because he loves to throw picks. All right. Uh, I'm trying to avoid talking ECU baseball with you. That's fair. (laughs) Lost yesterday to NC State. Uh, Patrick, you saw a lot of good pitching, not a lot of good hitting. So uh, what was it like from your vantage point yesterday? I mean, definitely a lot of great pitching. Um, I mean, that's been what they've been doing lately. I mean, just pitching awesome. But the offense just just can't string anything together. I think on Sunday they grounded into, what, three double plays at least. You know, had some guys on but couldn't do anything with it. Um, and then yesterday, just I think three hits and one after the third inning. I mean, that, that's not going to get it done. Sunday was one of those games. I heard Cliff Godwin say it from a player standpoint. It doesn't matter what I'm thinking watching a game, but like 
you're up two nothing on back-to-back home runs grows is cruising and you got your bullpen ready to come in like i i felt like that game was over you should never feel like a two nothing game is over but the way the previous two had gone i thought okay let's get the sweep today get ready for state apparently he felt like some of the hitters may have felt that way too because you're right they had opportunities to add more runs but ton of double plays and you're up to nothing feeling good all of a sudden boom you're down five two yesterday just couldn't scratch that first run across to uh to get anything going and i think sunday was part of the reason you're starting to show some i mean the bullpen's been great but you're starting to see that you can't just rely on three guys yeah um and like you said i mean they they did look awesome sunday but eventually some of those guys are going to give up some runs and that's what happened and at least two of the three guys that you're talking about relying on mayhew spivey i don't remember the third but sailor Okay, Sailor, and we didn't see him yesterday. But, uh, man, the Mayhew uh, and Spivey specifically looked really good for East Carolina yesterday. They looked great, and I think that was Mayhew's first start. Um, and just watching him work against right-handed hitters is awesome. I think – I mean, I'm sure NC State knew ahead of time, but they loaded up their lineup with righties, and, you know, Mayhew shines against those guys. It was awesome. So you uh, have no biases, no, like, preconceived uh, what you've seen from the past for East Carolina. So – all you can go on is what you've been told and what you can see with your own eyeballs so i don't know what do you think about this offense this pirate offense right now and do you see some hope that they can get clicking like they have been able to do in years past once conference play begins i definitely see i mean there is hope for sure especially josh josh moylan picking it up lately i think he was moved up in the third third spot um i mean if some of these guys can you know start barreling up some pitches it is a decent lineup but they just i think too often maybe they're swinging swinging right away or you know just grounding out you know rolling over on stuff so it doesn't seem like they're putting together completed bats which has got to be frustrating because it looks like the talent is there it's yeah. just it just hasn't performed like it should starting to see more of jacob starling and um we're seeing we're seeing more Ryder giles on the mound than we are in the field right now and he's been awesome on the mound for east carolina but starling maybe cam clonch of course jcc has been or jjc i should say has been in the lineup the entire time but maybe some of these guys we didn't think we'd see going into the year might start getting more ab's moving forward here for east carolina and i think jacob starling's um the way he's played you know right away since he started playing has helped um, make giles's transition to the pitching mound a little more you know palatable yeah um just kind of gives them some more options because i mean he was great i obviously you never think you know Ryder giles weekend starter but um i mean he he hasn't given up a run yet so i guess you just keep going to him and see what happens i haven't mentioned that with him we all know the the numbers but we're trying not to jinx it but hey yeah i, I don't really believe in jinxes. <laughs> i mean <laughs> i'll tell you what though i hope you're not a this game's going by fast guy no no okay no because I, I know i know way too well that as soon as i mean even though i don't believe in jinx as soon as you say that it's yeah. gonna be four hours oh yeah so if a game's going by fast just enjoy it folks don't mention it don't talk about <laughs> it that happened on sunday uh where an intern for uh eric ward who i was working with sent uh is it me or is this going by really fast send that in the group chat then we had our first pitching change our first review our first extended inning so, folks, let's just let's keep it rolling. Just don't even mention it uh, during a game. Uh, did you enjoy uh, Pro Day yesterday being out there? Patrick? I did. I thought it was interesting, and um, I haven't really been to too many of them, but my biggest takeaway was how quiet it was outside. It was – I mean, I, I know they got to focus and stuff, but it was wild. People are whispering. I mean, you're on a football field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just don't see that happen often. So it was, a, it was definitely true. unique. <laughs> 
I guess usually there's like music, there's pads popping, but yeah, it was just guys running. All you could hear really was the scouts. instructor. Yeah, the scouts right. telling them what to do. Yeah, yeah. I, now that I look back at it, it was very quiet. It was just, like we were in a library. Yeah, it was it was eerie because I mean, when you think of football, you think like you said, there's music going on, people screaming, helmets you know clashing, and this was you know <laughs> very quiet. So for us, like naked eye all these guys look pretty good out there but did anybody stand out to you yesterday anybody you thought had a really good day yeah everyone looks good in shorts you know everyone can run around but um there was one a drill um that's why jaquan mcmillan you know got to work on hip flipping and stuff and he looked so smooth i mean it was incredible he just the way he was able to change direction and then you saw some other guys do it and it wasn't as smooth but i mean just seeing him do that at you know go first it was like wow that's kind of what it's supposed to look like i thought uh he had some elite hands yesterday too i don't know how much they were focusing on that as opposed to the actual drills and stuff they were running but i don't know if i saw mcmillan put a ball on the turf yesterday i don't think he did i mean he does have good i mean what did he have five interceptions last year so i mean he's definitely got that i think it helps you know that's not going to be the determining factor necessarily yeah defensive back but it definitely helps uh how about tyler sneed uh again everything he does looks great the route running the hands that he has uh they had him punt returning a little bit yesterday too we know about his size there's just not a lot of guys in the nfl that are his size so that is his main issue but once again when you see him in these drills like you want to give him a shot right for sure and the nice thing about the nfl is you don't have to play receiver all the time you can be you know a gunner on special teams you could do you know something else you can definitely find a spot somewhere so i think if he keeps just showing off that like hey i i have various attributes i can contribute here you know it might help him did you notice uh bears cap out there uh i i didn't um i was kind of trying to scan but everyone was kind of scattered a little bit I know. i'm trying to figure out the four teams that weren't there so we could shame them like Deion sanders did <laughs> so chandler didn't see a panther i don't think there was yeah. a panther rep out there which is and we're in the state of north carolina i was gonna say it's odd like it's not like you gotta you know book a flight or something so or we're just gonna crush there. the panthers <laughs> like we always do let's do it yes that's what we're gonna do uh so you got that going on you've got uh I don't know, Patrick, any uh, players enter the transfer portal today from East Carolina in <laughs> basketball? No, but that, you know, it definitely uh, <laughs> was happening earlier in the week for sure. Yeah, uh, Tristan Newton and Brandon Suggs on the way out. Interested to see what Michael Schwartz can do uh, bringing those guys uh, on the way in. We need to to fill out this roster after losing some key pieces. But uh, Michael Schwartz, uh, what, what's your early take on the new ECU basketball coach? Well, when we got to interview him last week, I, I wrote about it how – he just seemed like he was in control of everything. He seemed, you know, at home. He was very personable. And um, what I really appreciated was, I mean, obviously it's first time meeting him, but he he told me straight up, like, I'm I'm not going to mince words. I'm not going to give you coaching jargon. I'm just going to tell you how it is. I mean, we'll obviously see how that holds up. But yeah. I thought it was definitely refreshing to hear from a coach just saying, like, hey, you ask a question, I'm going to tell you, you know, whatever you whatever I can tell you, you know, and that was pretty refreshing. I feel like we just had a coach that did that as well. I mean, Joe Dooley was not much of a beat-around-the-bush guy. That's right. He would kind of tell you that uh, his team's faults and, and what went right. So uh, that is a, a good thing because I like coaches that uh, that do that. So, uh, yeah, I, I, we talked to Cy Seymour yesterday, and Cy, we had mentioned uh, he brought in a couple of assistants. Cy had asked him about assistants, and 
he said that Michael Schwartz said to him, no, and uh, I don't really want to talk about it, as if to say, I've got my guys. I don't need input from anybody. So <laughs> he's kind of like setting the standard early on here, it sounds like. Right, and also with the departures of you know Newton and Suggs, it gives uh, Schwartz just a chance right away to you know make out his roster how he sees fit. I mean, he obviously has some plans for defense and stuff like that, so... You know, it's a, I guess, a good chance from year one just to say, all right, here's here's what we got, and we can start building from this. Yeah, and and it, I don't know. Usually, you say it takes a few years to really develop your roster, and it still does. But now, like you said, you get the opportunity from day one to bring in some guys you like because of this transfer portal and, and the way it is now. So yeah, and that's the thing because if you know. In years past, if you're just getting all freshmen, sure, it's going to take a while to get on the floor. But maybe if you get some juniors or seniors or something, you can at least see what it looks like, you know, right away. Uh, Patrick, uh, Richmond Spiders, huh? Oh, man. That, okay, so Iowa won the, the the Big Ten tournament. I was feeling really good, and then I was just miserable on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, your team doesn't make it out of the uh, the first day, the first afternoon, like the early window. Right. They're out. It was, right, it was like game two or something, and I'm like, I'm, really? Like, this is how the tournament's going for me? <laughs> kind of a bummer. Uh, what do you think about the Final Four? The, the Blue Bloods are there. The, the undercard is fantastic with Kansas Nova, and then you got North Carolina Duke meeting for the final time in Coach K's career, the third time this year. Uh, what do you think happens this weekend? Um, so, I came in here really not having a favorite. Obviously, like you know, I'm not. I'm from out of state, so I'm. I was just so pleased with this matchup. I mean, I think it's going to be awesome. I just want to watch. You know, craziness happen. I want it to all burn. You know, I want to see it all. Sai <laughs> <laughs> so brought up a good point yesterday that the team that wins on Saturday night is going to have so much emotion coming off that. Will they be able to get their stuff right for Monday's championship game? I That's, think there's something to that. I think there is, too. Especially when you have to play a great team after that, either uh, a bit of an undermanned Nova team that's got all that experience and the championship pedigree, or Kansas, who has maybe been the most, definitely been the most consistent team this year that's left in this tournament. For sure. Yeah, I think that Kansas-Nova matchup will be pretty good. But I think Villanova lost one of its best players yeah. to injury. Yeah. So, I mean, that, Achilles, yeah. Yeah, that, that's just tough. I also heard that Kevin Durant reached out to him because he had the same injury, and I thought that was kind of cool, just saying, hey, kid, your career's not over. <laughs> yeah, you could uh, end up being like me one day. Let's uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. You want to hang out another segment? Sure. All right. I got a um, – we'll do a bit of a Patrick Mason-related sports trivia. For our uh, contestants. So, CJ, you'll be here at Sports Trivia tonight. Yeah? Chandler, you'll be there. I'll be there. Patrick, you probably won't. Yeah, I guess I didn't plan on it, but maybe now. Uh, yeah. To come on out. Well, either way, we'll do a little trivia uh, coming up next regarding uh, Patrick Mason, our guest. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. More Pirate Radio Live on the way. We're back with you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. You work hard for your money. At Carolina Wealth Management, we believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. 
All right, Shirley. Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck, don't you dare do it. The St. Louis Cardinals have a 28 to 8 lead over the Nationals. Oh, 28 to 8. Is Burley playing? And Alec, what is his what is his stats for today? Alec Burleson came in as a pinch hitter. He is one for two with three RBIs and a run scored. Yes, sir. I'm going to assume a three-run double, but could have got it a different number of ways. But he uh, has added three RBIs to the 28-run total that the Cardinals have put up on the Nats today. And I don't know if Cade Cavalli is in the long-term plans of the Nationals. Are you familiar with him, Chandler? Uh, I, I have heard of about him this spring. He, uh, boy, he gave up 11 runs, 10 earned. So not all 11 were earned. Eight hits, one walk, struck out two. That a boy? <laughs> that a boy? 11 runs in two and a third innings for that guy today. That guy. And This guy. Oh, no. Anibal Sanchez? That can't be him, is it? No, what? It is! He's still pitching? He's 38 years old. He was he was with us and, and it was a great contributor. Uh, I think he played for the Expos. <laughs> but no, he was a great contributor during that uh, World Series run a few years ago. Well, he gave up uh, he gave up ten runs, ten earned on twelve hits, walked three, struck out two. Attaboy. Yikes! What a uh, what a day at the yard for the Cardinals. Albert Pujols is a Cardinal again, by the way. Went one for three today. How's my boy D Strange Gordon doing? D Strange Gordon, one for three. He had a run scored, and that name is really all across his entire torso. Attaboy. Yeah. boy so. D. Nats looking good. Atta baby. What was that final again? 28 to what? Oh, surely. It's not a final. Oh, surely. It's oh, not no, a final. It's not a final. They got oh. two on. They're trying to get 30 right now. <laughs> Top of the ninth. So we'll keep you posted. Gunning for that. Now, but it's 28 to what? 28 to eight. 28 to 8. What, uh, what's if our... I was a national, I wouldn't tell anybody. Um, what's our softball score? 3 nothing still, but you've got runners on the corners with one out for Duke. Okay. We are a week and a day away from the beginning of Major League Baseball, the opening day. A week and a day away from the Masters. You a golf fan at all, Patrick? Uh, I, I watch the Masters, but, you know, that's about Sound it. about like me. Yeah. We have a rooting interest around here, as you know by now, Harold Varner III, and he will be participating in his first Masters. So we're excited about that uh, coming up next week. I saw Tiger was walking the course, seeing if he could play. So Any update on that today? I haven't seen anything, but yeah, it's interesting. I know. If he plays, that adds a, a whole other nugget to it. All right, uh, let's do a little sports trivia. Love sports trivia here. Who wants to take Now, this is the Patrick Mason trivia game. Our answers may have something to do with the names Patrick or Mason. Ooh, okay. Patrick or Mason. Uh, let's start with uh, let's start with CJ. Uh-oh. CJ, this former Utah Ute wide receiver, has had back-to-back 50-catch, 700-yard seasons with an AFC team. This former Utah Ute wide receiver has had back-to-back 50-catch, 700-yard seasons with an AFC team. From Utah, you said? Yeah, you're stalling. I am stalling. I don't know the answer. Steve Smith's the only Utah Ute receiver I know. So, Would you like to pass? Probably, yeah. Chandler? Patrick. Um, Mason. <laughs> wow, Patrick, way to go. Yeah, I got good hands. Mason. Uh, I don't know. 
All right. Uh, would you like to take a guess? Derek Mason? No, nah, this would be Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick. Oh, wow. For the Denver Broncos. Tim Patrick. Oh, wow. Yep. All right. Um, Patrick, this is Chandler's least favorite Charlotte Hornet. Oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even sure. My roster depth goes CJ? very shallow. Mason Plumley. That is oh, correct. Mason Plumley. Even I correct. knew that one. <laughs> Uh, Chandler named this four-time Defensive Player of the Year in the Big East. He won the Big East basketball player four times. He won the Defensive Player of the Year in the Big East. Patrick Ewing? That is correct. Well done, sir. All right. um, CJ, I'm going to start pretty vague here. He played college football under Nick Saban and was teammates with Musin Muhammad at Michigan State before entering a lengthy NFL career that spanned from 1997 to 2011. Hmm. He racked up over 12,000 receiving yards in his career, 66 receiving touchdowns, had almost 1,600 punt return yards, had over 3,000 kick return yards. Um. (laughs) And Patrick's already said his name. This was a little before. Well, it's not before your time, but who is it, Patrick? Derek Mason. That is Derek Mason. Oh, I was he a part of the? <laughs> was he part of the Music City Miracle? That was Dyson. Kevin Dyson. Oh. Dyson. That what, was Dyson. Watch it. Dyson came up a yard short in the Super Bowl too. I want to say against the Rams. Yeah. I just remember as a kid, I seeing Mason on the back of his jersey. I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Chandler, this was. Uh, for a time in the 90s, my favorite Charlotte Hornet. And now that I've read stuff about his personal life, I don't know if I should say he was one of my favorite players. Had a bit of a... He has passed away now. And he used to write things in the back of his head. <laughs> oh, um... More known for being a New York Nick. Tough son of a gun. He used to play some point forward. Had an ugly jump shot. But a uh, great... What are you too young? Shirley knows it. I think it was. Do you know it, Patrick? I don't. What is it, Shirley? Is it Anthony Mason? Anthony Mason. Uh, Mace. Yeah. Mace. He the, also uh, was one of the ugliest dudes you ever saw. He was not a pretty fella, but he, uh, he, he got the he job done. He just was not an attractive looking guy. Any uh, y'all want to add anything to the? Um, oh, this golfer is hated by many. Patrick Reed. <laughs> yes. God, what a Jack A. <laughs> Jack A. I'm afraid to say anything with. Shirley, who's Jack A? She was Jack like a Jack A. Harris. Yes, yeah. she's in two two seven. Yeah, Mary. Jack Mary. A. I'm afraid to say like anything before or after ass. Oh yeah, you got in trouble for yeah. adding hole to ass one day. You can say that. That's not a problem at all. Jackass. You can say that. Okay. Yeah, you can say that. All right. Because so, I just said it out loud. Any other famous uh, Patrick's or Masons? Mason Rudolph. No, ah, let's he talk said about famous. <laughs> famous Patrick Pinkney. What are you looking at over there? I was making up some sports trivia questions. I'm getting ahead. Of ah, I like it on the clock. That's uh, <laughs> it's called double dipping there. All right, Patrick. What's uh, the rest of your week look like? So baseball's on the road. That's right. Covering some spring football this weekend. Yep. Yeah, I think we've got a scrimmage Saturday. Well, there's a question for you. Has anything? Uh, and again, I, I like talking to you. You have fresh eyes on this. Like, yeah. anything stood out to you as far as spring ball? 
I think what could be interesting is just the way they use the tight end yeah. this year. Um, I mean, that's just kind of how football's trending if you got one of those dudes, and they might in Ryan Jones. Um, so uh, that could be interesting to see how they do. I think Mike Houston said they could run a lot of two tight end sets, which doesn't, that, you know, that's not the most appealing thing to look at, but, you know, it could be pretty successful. He wants to play, you know, power football right. and run it with Harrison Mitchell. And our tight ends. I guess they're pretty all around. I would I would say from what I've seen from Ryan Jones, B was he's more of a receiving tight end than a blocking tight end, fair mm-hmm. to say. Calhoun's kind of both. He might be more of a receiving guy. Uh Aaron Jarman certainly uh, more of a blocking tight end than a receiving tight end, but it is kind of interesting that that position was not looked at as a position of importance once teams started going three wide, four wide, and now it is certainly making its way back. Yeah, for sure. And especially with the way that East Carolina needs some receivers, just having a guy who can catch some passes, you know, at least build some chemistry early could be helpful. Uh, Still looking for our most productive tight end uh, since our guest coming up in a few minutes. Bryce Williams is going to join us, and uh, they used him – in the slot some and i feel like we'll see jones line up quite a bit off the line i would imagine yeah i think so too i think that's definitely the plan and if he can do it you know that'll be a really good weapon for that offense when you're out there are you able to see many throws like are you have you seen anybody throw other than hold nailers like has anybody caught your eye uh you know i haven't really seen too much of it i think we're going to get a better look this saturday we can kind of see some ones and stuff and um you know mason's been throwing as well but yeah uh, Ah, I should have added Mason Garcia to the quiz. Hey, that's right. Yeah, I should have done that. Oh, Patrick, thanks for hanging out, man. For sure. Enjoyed it. And yeah. uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Patrick Mason joining us. Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, we've got Bryce Williams joining us. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors. We will hear from Shane Calhoun. We still have an interview that's uh, available on our social media sites, but from the weekend that we have not played on this show yet. So we'll hear from him pirate linebacker miles berry also uh have a lot more for you on pirate radio live back with more after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the close to 54,000 followers today at PR927FM. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. All right, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. We have a request from Bryce Williams. He wants to see the bracket standings. How about Bryce? And he's got yeah. some good news. We got some good news coming his way. Do we? Well, well sort of. It depends on your expectation for yourself. I'm not last. There you go. We, well, there we got some we good go. news for you. Bryce, take hey, a guess. It was hopeful. Bryce. I, t- you want to see who he uh, thinks is at the top? Bryce, uh, take a guess who do you think is number one on the list. <laughs> I feel like Chandler asked that in the most, like, little thing. I, I mean, I'm just wondering who you think it is. Who do you think it is? <laughs> who do you I'm think going, it is, Brian? I guess I'm going Chandler. Well, you would be correct, sir. Dang, I hear that. Who do you think is tied for second? 
Yeah, both. Clip. Who do you think? <laughs> who do you think is Tyler Clip Rock for a second? Uh, His son won it last year. That probably you Bryce. Probably, no, it wasn't Bryce. It was Hunter Ellerby. It was, uh-huh. his fa- it was his father. And how about our boy Bryce Williams has climbed up to ninth? Are you kidding me? And guess what? He's still got a team left that he has as his champion. I'm right? top 10. Where's <laughs> Troy? Dang it. He's right above he's, me by one point. If North I mean, Carolina can win, you will, uh, you'll bump Troy. Heck yeah. Dude, I was remember when I texted you in Arkansas one? Yeah. And I said, Gonzaga. Oh, I said, heck yeah. And then it was um who then I had another um then I have another underdog that uh, I chose and I just lost. Who played? I don't know. You had every right underdog here. on the that dang I board. Did, didn't I? Yeah. Um well and um dang, hey, I'm top ten. So Bryce's reasoning for his bracket for he said I watched North Carolina and Duke and North Carolina looked really good, so I got them winning. Well, guess what, Bryce? They played Duke again exactly. on Saturday. That's going to be a toughie. Yeah. Um, man, I'm curious who y'all got in that. Who you just think? I got Duke. I'm I'm, got I'm, I got to go Duke. A part of me feels Duke. Yeah. Just, Never going with the Carolina. I can tell you that. Oh, well, he's, he's, well, who do you think is going to win? Not who. I mean, we don't have no, a group for a team. No, I really do. I I think Duke gets it I do, it done. too. I, 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 part of me, unfortunately, feels Duke will win just, yeah. And I think the winner of this game will go on to win the national championship, too. Yeah. <sighs> I got Kansas winning it all. I'm sticking with that. I love what Cy Seymour said yesterday, that the team that wins that game Saturday night is going to be now remember they play at like nine o'clock that's crazy. so they're going to be celebrating at around 11 30 getting back to the hotel at 12 30 one o'clock whatever they're going to be sky high and then you go through sunday and the championships monday that's crazy so dude. that emotion they put into that game can they get up for another because this is going to feel like the championship for duke and carolina oh, right? no doubt so for that reason, I'm still holding out hope that a Kansas or Nova could win the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, how in the why do they make it such a quick turnaround? I mean, you can't get. I, you know, I guess you're. Dang. No, that's just the way it's been. Saturday to Monday. Has it all? I guess it's yeah. always been that way. Yeah. Um. I mean, you can't go. You know. I mean, you literally you would have to go. Oh yeah, you win. Okay, go out to eat with your parents or you know whatever, <laughs> and then go straight home. Like there's no. Yeah. After party or no kind of celebration until you've. Do you think it should, they should do more like football once you get to the end and maybe give it a week? Maybe go Saturday to next Saturday instead of Saturday, Monday? Well, yeah, at least a few days. I mean, you know, that's a big deal. You're about to go to championships. So you're like, well, yeah. hey, like, let's celebrate a little bit. You know, No s- time to celebrate. No. 24-hour rule. You barely get 24. You don't yeah, even get 24 no. hours. So how in the world? My thing is is freshness. I guess it's basketball. Right. You know, from a physical standpoint, you know I mean? You might have some tired legs, but especially when you've played forty some games at this point right. of the season. So that's a, you know what, and that's a testament to who's really not yet the best, but who's physically the best. Yeah, now, who's gonna who's got the longer lasting battery here? <laughs> yeah, and you start to look at depth. Who's playing more guys? Yeah. Uh, so, 
All right. Well, Bryce uh, has made a major climb in the standings. What. what did Chandler tell me? Actually, what did he tell me last week? I'm gonna come in last. Is that what he said? No, you know what, Bryce? He did say I, I that. am going. I'm going to admit that I laughed at you, and I probably wasn't <laughs> the only one. Well, I did. I, did. <laughs> I laughed at you, and I was like, "That is just ridiculous what you have done to this bracket." But. You don't have the worst bracket. How's you know that crow taste? <laughs> you need to thank you need to thank North Carolina for making this. Yeah. Dave, they, yeah, they all laughed at you, and I told them, you know what? What happens if UNC makes the championship? Exactly. What happens? I'm glad someone's got my back in here. When did you say when, that? When did you say that? <laughs> don't worry about. It. <laughs> I remember it. Thank you. So there you go. Will you be uh, watching hoops Saturday night, Bryce? I, you know what? I should be. Um, right. uh, what time's the game? Now, this one is going to be 8.49. It's 9 o'clock. It'll be worth staying up. So, the one before that is, what, around 7? No, can't yeah, be. I'll around watch, 6? I'll watch Duke Carolina. Um, I bet my dad and brother are going to be freaking out. 6.09 tip-off for the mm-hmm. first game, and then the second game scheduled for 8.49. Oh, of course they give it. I guess that's prime more, oh, yeah. more prime time. Uh-huh. Bryce, I, if you were a big country music star. Oh, yeah. And you were a big Carolina fan. And you had, and well, you, let's do it. Well, you already knows the yeah, situation. Right. How about ECU is in the uh, <clears throat> college football playoff? Is in a college football playoff, and you got like your, I don't know, your biggest hunt of the year, or like you got some job. I don't know. You what, got the what, strut what, masters coming up. Yeah. <laughs> do you drop everything and say I'm going to this ECU football game, or do you just watch it on TV, going about your daily life? You know. It's the Eric Church scenario. Yeah, I mean, I get a lot of comfort at watching games in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, just because it's a lot more relaxing. Um, hmm. You're not an in-the-stands guy? You're, you're rather well, chill? Yeah, pardon me, because I don't know. But then again, I mean, if ECU's there going to the game, I probably would go to the game. Because this is a once-in-a-lifetime, oh, literally for sure. – for- for every for anyone, this is the first time they've ever played in the NCAA tournament, right? And it may never happen again. Yeah, ECU in a college football playoff certainly would be once in a lifetime. Yeah. Uh so you know, it's just a matter. I I see it from his side as a sports junkie like I for am. Sure. That yeah. I would put precedent. I would I would say this right. takes precedent over. Now I also watching. know that there's a lot of pissed off people because they paid the ticket. I think you can probably get you your get ticket back. On the tickets, but, but what if you paid for a hotel in San Antonio and for travel and all? Do you get that back? Mm. That I don't. You know, think is so. that some kind of reimbursement that Eric Church would have to do? Right, and uh, I don't know if he's going to do that for all those people. But uh, yeah, there's some uh, some upset folks right now. Hmm. But well, priorities. What do you prioritize? I know, people aren't going to stop listening to him. I'm sure. Yeah, they that's right. Get mad at him like a mad uh, boyfriend. boycott eric church yeah let's get it trending all right so uh yeah that's the schedule for saturday we'll have the games for you right here on pirate radio uh pro day yesterday bryce i thought mike houston was joking in fact i let out a little chuckle when he said it but he was being 100 percent serious uh when he said this uh this is the beginning of his comments yesterday hit it channel all right coach well uh, big day out here for dreams i guess uh, your thoughts on how uh, pro day is going so far uh, just an exciting day for our program and uh you know excited turnout we had from the nfl scouts and uh you know cfl and uh, xfl and nascar and everybody else so it's uh, a lot so i thought he was just like 
and you know i was hoping to hear your chuckle nba was out here <laughs> and uh that was out here and nascar he was serious because former pirate linebacker dustin lineback was at pro day yesterday with his card saying look guys chase your dream make the league do all that but if it don't wow. work out guess what we got a career for you in charlotte north carolina on the nascar team uh so he was there representing rfk racing the new uh roush fenway keselowski uh team and uh as you know bryce uh you've seen guys that you've uh you play with or at least that played football at east carolina go that route oh yeah and uh i thought that was pretty cool pretty unique that he was out there saying hey guys here's uh something else you may want to look at right most definitely um i think we've talked about you know being on a pit crew i mean look you still work out i mean you still have that a practice you know obviously there's no ball involved but uh I mean, you do all this stuff and it's a competition you know every race you know how quick can i be how you know how on um i guess how sharp i guess can i be with whatever i'm doing and um and you got to be literally a hundred percent you know every time that car comes into the pit so i think it's actually pretty cool and like i said if i was in a different situation i probably would have tried and steered that path um because it would be fun I mean, you get to go to all these um you know different cities across the country and um you know the atmosphere is cool you know i, I, I think the atmosphere is cool as well so um i think that is definitely cool you're checking a lot of boxes there from things you kind of miss from football right like oh, the, yeah. the first of all the competitive side of it but yeah. the camaraderie the team and then yeah. you call it a clubhouse and baseball a locker room and football i guess it would be a garage yeah garage, that, you got yeah. the the garage yeah. with the guys yeah. so like you're, uh, you're you're talking about a uh, competitive sport there that a lot of pirates have found their way to it, and maybe uh, some future pirates will be there. I think there's a I don't think there's a lot of people who can quite grasp the idea of just how competitive being on a pit crew is. You really do make a big difference on the outcome of a uh-huh. race. Most definitely. I mean, it's uh, I mean, this thing of being the lug man. Um, you know, I'm saying yeah. I mean, you have to hit with that impact. I mean, you got to hit those lugs that are what are they 19 millimeters whatever they are um as much as you like to get your hands dirty too bryce exactly. that would be right up your alley oh yeah i mean you got i mean you gotta be on dang on point <laughs> but those bryce would off. be out there let's get to pepping yeah honestly uh, it's funny like jackman would be kind of because they also do it by let's size. get to pumping <laughs> and uh jackman actually would be yeah what i, I think it's jackman and gas man um for like leverage purposes obviously the smaller guys are on the tires because they gotta yeah right get down i think james craig is a tire guy or something okay um but yes yeah, so that would be a great like, um slogan t-shirt let's get I, to pumping you know if i was you know on a pig crew <laughs> hey great. it's not too late bryce if you want to look for Anna, another career are you okay with going <laughs> let's get to pumping she can go around with you a lot of them in the south anyway y'all could just move to charlotte where it's all based out of right yeah. so most of them uh, they're in Richmond this weekend. That's right up the road. Yeah. Good to go. Uh, but that was pretty cool. That they were uh, So look out for a few of the Pirates at Pro Day yesterday. They could potentially be in uh, NASCAR in the uh, the future. All right. So uh, Tyler Sneed, Bryce, like, what a, I, he's a great player. He's just so productive. I watched him yesterday. I'm ready to sign him to my team. I don't have a team, unfortunately. The problem is... <laughs> his height i mean right. he's just not gonna get any taller so i don't do you give him any kind of chance to hopefully he'll get a shot you know get a, a rookie invite yeah, something yeah i mean I, I would hope he gets at least you know rookie rookie minicamp 
Um, and I think I think you know it does. I mean, it, it, I'm very I'm definitely optimistic with him and obviously his talent and ability. Yeah. Um, obviously five seven hundred. What is he? Sixty. What did Igo say? Did he come in under five seven? It was five six and a half. Yeah. So he uh yeah. Five six. Can't remember the weight, but five six and a half. Maybe he like did four, look thicker. I will say. Yeah. It looks like he's added on some bulk there. About yeah. as much as he can. His body right, just without being too yeah because he don't want to get too heavy and be slow because he yeah. needs speed and agility on his side. Well, yeah. he still looked fast yeah. yesterday. Yeah. So that's good. I'm sure he's got you know guys body weight right body weight right. Um, I mean, there's without a doubt heart. The talents there, the um, the drive, the ambition. All that. I mean, he's got everything you'd want on it. And I guess if they can't catch him or touch him, <laughs> then he's good to go. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I'd love to see him get an opportunity. I think if someone could just give him an opportunity, I don't know what his forty no foot was. In the door. Because yeah. I mean, obviously the league is way different, you know, than what college is in ever. I mean, every aspect. I mean everybody's fast yeah and strong and it's you know getting dante hightower on uh tyler steen may be <laughs> were you uh you may not be able to catch tyler steen, did, were you shocked at or did you you had to know that all right i'm walking into a different universe of athlete here like was there any shock like wow i used to kind of bulldog guys and now yeah, everybody's <laughs> yeah i mean like i said all the linemen are big obviously the safeties weren't anything no those are still safeties um and stuff like that but the you know linebacker which was funny because i mean i was well dante hightower he's a different breed yeah um it's funny though the line you know linebackers are still weighed more if not the same and you know still saying strength wise but i guess when you're just there and you're seeing these guys um you know i guess it's just different because i mean these are i was 22 these guys are 30 you know i mean there's definitely a definitely a big deal um you know in that form but it was a little bit like it, it was funny i was like i felt small but i was like why am i why do i feel small I, <laughs> you know i'm literally still bigger than the back you know, the linebackers <laughs> just as big as the dn it's also kind of weird too that you're like i i'm a young this is a young man's game i'm a young bug but these 30 year olds oh, are yeah. in the best shape of oh, their lives yeah, in their prime kidding. i mean yeah. It was unreal. I mean, I definitely remember. I mean, Dante Hightower was probably the biggest linebacker I came across. You know, I mean, I think he was six four, but I mean, like in like the two sixties. But I remember seeing his thigh, and it was just like a ham hock <laughs> on like steroids. It was insane. I mean, just big as crap. A ham fast. hock, hock on steroids. But uh, it was. It was definitely. Like I said, linemen are definitely impressive um, in the league. Nate Solder was one of the biggest. Oh yeah, men I've seen, and you're talking about guys that did it for years and years and years. Yeah, and you got to keep up with that, Bryce. Like, that's too. We don't. I, I never really even think about it. You just take for granted they're going to be there on Sundays. But what they eat, how much they work out, oh, and yeah. if you were still in it, Oof. you'd be doing that, that every yeah. hour of every day. Oh yeah, and it would be great. And I would look like Gronk. I'd probably <laughs> you know, have a little less body fat. Like I said, look like Gronk, but it was great. I mean, this this was um, you know I was. When I was at the Cardinals, just share like how that nutrition and just staying in it. You know, Larry Fitzgerald obviously was a little heavier than the receivers. You know, he's about two tw- in two twenties, I think. Um, you know, still big guy. And here I'm a tight end, and we just got done lifting. Well, no, we got done with practice, and uh, well, it was bench. And I'm thinking, God, I'm tired. And uh, 
sure enough, Larry was in, you know, my lifting group, and we're sitting there benching, and I'm like, oh, I don't plan on going too crazy. Well, that son of a gun, you know, he was third. What is he now? Like thirty, mid thirties, whatever it may, maybe later thirties, yeah. I think. And um, I was like, all right, well, he's, he's thirty eight now. Yes, yeah, so so. he was the twenty nine, twenty eighteen. So he's mid thirties. So mid, point. yeah, thirty eight to say thirty five. I think I guess it is or whatever he was. And uh, all right, well, before I know, you know, we're doing reps of six. And before I know, we have 335 on the bar. I'm like, that gum layer making me work. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> that's not the workout partner you want. I know. Because like, you, you said different breed earlier. He is about as different as he gets. We're talking about a guy that played 17 years or whatever. He still hadn't officially retired. Yeah, I mean, look how long he's been in the league. That's crazy. Look at all the uh, the 100 catch seasons, the 1,000 yard seasons. It's Golly. unbelievable. And it was. And you know, I'm sitting here like, I mean, of course, I'm not going to like not do this, oh, yeah. the same or not more weight than Larry. Like, I got to prove myself here. Sure enough, we were throwing. He was sitting there right there with me. I'm like, golly, he's making me work today. We just got to go practice. That's probably why the team likes him around, too, because he kind of sets the standard for oh, everybody for sure. there, right? And he says, he said, I can't slow down. I mean, obviously, his mindset is like, he's like, yeah, I mean, I got to do more because I'm old and I got to keep up. Um, and I remember uh, Amendola, not Amendola, but uh, Edelman. Yeah. It was like during training camp, and he was, I don't know, just his way we were in the weight room, like his mindset was, just, it, I don't know, it was just very cool to be in like that atmosphere, not even for like the league purpose, but just everybody's mindset was the same thing. To uh, you know, we're here to get better. Like my job's obviously not so. Well, obviously he was probably more solidified, obviously, but uh, you know, it's like get better every day you know don't slack so that was definitely one thing that i do miss about the league was uh the atmosphere like that edelman's looked at as uh we we tend to compare every white slot receiver to one <laughs> another uh if you're wondering about sneed's chances edelman listed at 510 198 so he's yeah. you know even taller and and he's got he's kind of oh, a edelman was rocked up yeah dude, he right? was yeah he was stout i think amandola was like 180 but he was still like five nine i think uh five got, eleven. yeah um so yeah he's I mean, still playing too he was a cool dude you know obviously texas tech tie so of course that was the ice it's always nice to have an icebreaker with some of these guys and uh texas tech all that jazz you know was able to you know chat with him and stuff i had no idea i turned uh red zone on and saw him catching a touchdown he had three touchdowns for the texans last year at the age of 36 wow so still uh getting it done i haven't seen uh where he's retired so i guess he's still gonna give it a go we'll see maybe you can link up with brady and tampa why not yeah go uh ring chasing yeah might as well all right uh chandler let's open up the booty bag here booty 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 Did Shirley leave you instructions on what we're giving away? We, uh, we we called her, and I requested that we do this one. She said, yeah, let's go for it. All right. They deliver. Wings Over Greenway, $15, $15 gift card to Wings yeah, Over Greenway. All right, don't oversell it. <laughs> what did I say? I Not 50, 15. Fifteen. $15. $15 gift, gift card. Do you want your drink? What is that? Chandler that, that loves to take a drink in one room and leave it there. He is. <laughs> he has a passion for it. All right, uh, Chandler, what caller you want to do? 
Let's do caller number 10. All right, caller 10, 317-1250, gift card to Wings Over Greenville. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce Williams when we return after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show all right welcome back to the show congratulations to david stahl of greenville the winner of a 15 dollars gift card to wings over greenville if you're looking for wings to be delivered to your home this March Madness season, Wings Over Greenville has you covered with no third party needed. Wings Over Greenville has its own in-house delivery service. Be sure to try the all-new tender sandwiches by ordering ahead on the Wings Over mobile app. Open until 3 a.m. on Friday and Saturday, Wings Over has everything to cure those late-night munchies. Give them a call at 758-9464. Wings Over Greenville, they deliver. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All right, great waffle fries. I like the Parmesan garlic. They also have the Cajun, Cajun. seasoning. Oh, so, so good. Uh, and the tender sandwiches are the best. Dynamite, underrated. Uh, my dad's a big fan of the ribs at Wings Over Greenville. Got some good sauce huh. on there. And sauce. Friday and Saturday night, they uh, they stay up until 3 a.m. So uh, after the Carolina Duke game, if you still are a little hungry, have the late night munchies. Hit up Wings Over Greenville. They'll uh, they'll take care of you. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Chandler. CJ Schaefer here. Bryce Williams hanging out on a Wednesday, and it's time to go outdoors with Bryce Williams. Find out what's going on inside the boat or inside the woods and uh, see what he's been doing this week. Bryce, what you been um, up to? Yeah, mainly the uh, big focus has been obviously my whole repower. Um, we do have good news. I've pretty much got all the pieces. I'm slowly putting them together. Um, and found a gentleman out of Washington um, who's able to do like more of the rigging and the, te- and the technical stuff and the tuning of the motor and everything. So I'm um, doing my part, pulling hydraulic lines, data cables, all that through all the time-consuming stuff. So the less he's got to do, um, the less I got to pay for. Um, you know, so I'm getting we're getting closer to the water for my boat. So it's big, you know, big. Um, big excitement i guess or anticipation um to know we're almost there um i have been patient through the uh whole endeavor and uh, anna's like why do you do this to yourself because obviously things don't go as smoothly yeah but i'm doing it like i stayed up to probably like 10 the other night trying to get these hydraulic lines through um through the boat and of course i was pull i was pulling it through the back to the front you know, having like a, little, a lead string, and I'm like, son of a gun! I bet I worked on it for like 45 minutes because you want to be patient, trying to get it through. And I wasn't getting mad, but I was like, okay, we gotta figure something out. So after about 45 minutes of me trying to go th- back, you know, from the back to the up through the console, I was like, hold up, these things are awful rigid. I said, let me just see if I go from the console back to the to the back of the boat. Sure enough, and it just went. I bet I did two, both of them in like three minutes. I said, wow. But learning experiences, you yeah. know, it's all about that. If you're doing it wrong and you figure out the way to do it right, we will eventually hopefully figure out how to do it right. There you go. And you accomplish so, something. So now I know the right way to do it. But uh, it is. It's um, exciting there. Um, hopefully this weekend 
and I'll be out on the water in some sort. Turkey season's coming up. So uh, everything's, you know, falling right into place. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited. What's your favorite time of the, uh, the hunting slash fishing calendar year? Favorite month, favorite time? Um, goodness. Obviously, I think hunting. Um, what is be, that? Fall, winter? What would is be it? would be fall, like the November. Yeah. Uh, you know that's the rut, and uh, you know you got good opportunity to shooting. You know, shooting a good deer um, during the rut because everybody's you know all the deer's moving around trying to find a date. So definitely in the fall when it's you know you're especially like situational. Would definitely be, you know, box stand overlooking a big, some big lanes, you know, in the box stand. But it's a light rain, just drizzling enough. It's the morning, and um, you know, really setting the scene here. It is, and it's about you know forty-ish degrees, just not too well, maybe like forty-five, just enough chilly to be there. And then that is the perfect setting there. Cloudy day, obviously, for the deer. Um, Is that so? That's my favorite hunting um situation okay probably um probably fishing would be <clears throat> would be probably like late spring like so like the may june early you know it's not too blazing hot out there okay probably first morning top water so we're getting close um, to that time then. we are so for, probably first morning top water you got the sunrise coming it's just up and you're working a top water plug and either on some big trout and or you know redfish so those would be probably my two favorite scenarios you know so on your inshore stuff and you know outshore oh, outshore offshore is you know different different little area and game but uh those would be probably my favorite um situations there and time of year chandler i got how about a david price construction countdown to cast off countdown to take off whatever 72 days away from the Big Rock Blue Marlin Tournament. Dang, nice. so that's in... On your David Price Construction back. countdown what to kickoff. First of June? Yeah, June, uh, second week of June. You going to be uh, participating this year? I don't know. I mean, it'd be cool, but man, there's something about the sport fishing, the sport fish boats, where you're in that cabin. I don't know. It's, uh, I don't have the the most the strongest stomach when it comes to like those boats i understand for some reason the co- oh center big center consoles just a fair better in them um not all fishing is the same There's wasn't not. it this is maybe not your favorite type yeah, of fishing it's it would be unreal if i was on the boat you know to be on the boat and see one to see the whole fight and uh it's almost worth the pain but i'd have to take my medicine <laughs> Yeah. Take, take the medicine or whatever the night before so I would be able to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'll definitely probably keep that in mind. Wasn't it last year that you left the show and you were heading down to Moorhead? Yeah. To participate in it? Yeah. Uh, it was something like that or I was the day of. I might have missed the yeah. show but y'all called in or something. Yeah. Or I called however it was. Um, so that was definitely cool. I mean, if I got the opportunity again to be a guest, that'd be cool. I'll definitely just take my medicine beforehand. Um so that I don't spend it feeling sick the whole time. That would be a bummer if your your boat's pulling one in and you're like hating oh. life down there. Oh yeah, it, it was. It's, it's not a fun feeling. All right, Bryce, good stuff. We'll uh, we'll take a time out. Come back. Get ready to wrap up this Wednesday oh, edition oh. of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with more after this. 
are listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Did you miss the show on Pirate Radio? Listen to all of Pirate Radio's archive local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Bryce, enjoyed it, man. Thank y'all for having me. Have a great rest of your week. Good luck finishing up yeah. the boat. Let's get it in the water. That's right. And have some fun. And uh, coming up Thursday on Pirate Radio Live, we'll visit with the voice of Jeff Charles, amongst other guests. David Glenn going to join us to talk about the Blue Blood Showdown between the Tar Heels and the Duke Blue Devils. Got that and a lot more on the way Thursday, 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. For Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer, Bryce Williams, the crew here at Pirate Radio, I'm Cliff Brock. We'll talk to you Thursday at 3. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.